I want to start by reading a few short verses from John's Gospel, verses that will be very familiar to you all. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. It is because of the work of this person, of the person I want to talk about today, that we can all read and understand the Bible in our own language, in English. This is William Tyndale. He was a priest who was born in Gloucester in 1494. And just over 40 years later, he was tried and found guilty of heresy and executed for doing something that we now take for granted something that I just did, reading the Bible in English. At the time, the Bible was only available in Latin, and it was considered not only heretical, but an offence punishable by death to own a Bible in another language, let alone to translate it. Some earlier attempts had been made to translate the Bible into English, notably during Wycliffe, in, in the 14th century had done some similar work, but all the text had to be handwritten. However, Tyndale's English New Testament of 1525 was the first to be translated directly from the Greek and to be produced in far greater numbers because of the advent of the printing press. One edition of his New Testament had 3,000 copies printed. This meant that it was available and accessible to a much wider section of the society assuming, of course, that you could read. Tyndale was a gifted linguist. He spoke seven languages and had a talent for coining a phrase, many of which, if you've read your Bible, you will recognise, such as, knock, and it shall be opened unto you, eat, drink, and be merry, or the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Such was the influence of his work, but almost 80 years after his death, when the King James Bible was published in 1611, it is estimated that Tyndale's words account for 80% of the New Testament text, and for those books that he had translated, he was killed before he could complete the job, 75% of the text in the Old Testament. In these short talks, we have been asked to talk about someone we would describe as a radical disciple. I think that someone who's a radical disciple is countercultural, whose passion for the gospel and for Jesus is so strong that they are willing to stand up against society, the prevailing culture, and in Tyndale's case, even the law, whatever the outcome may be. Tyndale had one driving passion in his life, to teach English men and women the good news of what Christ has done for us, and that we are justified in the eyes of God by faith alone, that we are saved by what Christ has done for us, not by our actions and works, and that we simply have to believe. Tyndale had discovered this truth for himself when he read a Greek edition of the New Testament. He considered that there was no better way to share this good news than to put an English version of the New Testament into people's hands. His drive and passion can be summed up in a quote often attributed to him. When other priests, who although they recited scripture in Latin, often did not understand it, criticised him for what he was doing, he said, If God spares my life, it will be in many years that I will cause a boy who drives a plough, someone who was almost certainly illiterate, 
to know more of the scriptures than you do. This was a highly capable and gifted man who was willing to give up everything for his passion for the gospel and his belief in the power and impact of being able to read and understand the Bible in your own language, making the truth about Jesus available to all. The difference this one man has made on all of our lives is immeasurable. And my hope and prayer is that we can use the gifts and talents that God has given to us to serve the gospel. If you take anything from the life of William Tyndale, it is to ask God how he can use the interests, passions and gifts he has given us for his benefit. It is also a great reminder of what an incredible privilege it is to be able to read the Bible in our own mother tongue. I think it's fitting that the Bible I read from earlier is published by a company named after William Tyndale and his name even appears on the spine. I wonder what Tyndale would have made of that. I will end by reading another quote from Tyndale that I have paraphrased, which sums up his approach. Do not despair or be discouraged that you are forbidden on pain of death or that it is considered to be breaking the king's peace or even treasonous, to read the word that brings health to your soul. For if God is on our side, what does it matter who is against us, whether they be bishops, cardinals or popes? <laughs>